Hey there, and welcome to the Hey There podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Steinspring, and I can't wait to share with you weekly, practical, powerful, quick, and kingdom tools for you to go out and live your most connected, alive, abundant, and destiny-filled life. I can't wait to sit down with you and encourage you, empower you, and equip you, and share with you some of the things that I have learned in my own messy human journey as a wife, a mom, a pastor, a mentor, a friend, and a life consultant. So grab your coffee, sit down with me, and let's start living. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Hey There podcast. We are coming off of last week's episode, which I promised you would be a two-parter, and I'm just so excited to get right into this content because, like I mentioned last week, it's some of my favorite stuff to talk about. So I'm not going to waste any time. Let's dive right in today to part two of loving your humanity. Now, I mentioned last week that loving your humanity and getting comfortable in your humanity doesn't mean that you're a hot mess and you don't care. It doesn't mean that you get to be a jerk. It's not permission to never grow or never mature or never become more like Jesus. It actually means that you're okay with the fact that you're human. It means that you recognize your weakness as your very access point to his strength and that you recognize that you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to have emotions. And it really means detaching any level of shame or fear or um, in unhealthy control over um, over your emotions over your relationships, over the way that you go about your life on this earth. It's detaching shame um, from the things that you have deemed too ugly, too messy, too human. So that's what we talked about last week. Hey, if you missed the first part, you're going to want to go back and listen to it. But I'm learning more and more to be okay with the fact that I am human, that I'm going to have emotions that I'm going to say things I shouldn't have said, that I'm going to make mistakes, that I'm going to just be real. But what I want to talk to you about today is the fact that if you hate your own humanity, if you beat yourself up when you have emotions, if you're stuffing your emotions, if you are um, shutting down every time there's any kind of emotional break or relational break, if you can't handle conflict and so you shut it down, um, if you are, if you hate that part of yourself that's messy or if you've shrouded it in shame or in fear for so long, then you actually have created a world around you where you hate other people's humanity too. And I know that may sound really strange, but here's what I'm here to tell you. Last week, we talked about how your weakness is your access point to both his compassion and also his power. But the problem arises when um, you can't have compassion on your own humanity, then you actually can't have compassion on anyone else's either. If you are not a safe place 
for your own emotions, for your own mistakes, for your own relational breaks, then you're not safe for anyone else's either. That actually works both ways. If you want other people to be okay with you being messy, making mistakes, saying the wrong thing, having a big emotion, an emotion that's explosive or expressive, uh, if you want other people around you to be okay with you being human, that actually has to start with you. If you're not okay with other people's messes and other people's mistakes, then they can't be okay with others either. And that's part of my story. I have felt for a good portion of my life that I'm looking around for the people who are okay with mess, the people who are okay with relational conflict, the people who are okay with me needing to cry, people who are okay with me being mad. Where are the people? Where are the people who do mess well, who are accepting of you right in the middle of your grief? Where are the people who are accepting of you have you say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, you know, unintentionally? Who is going to be okay with the fact that I'm human? Who will love me? And I'm, I'm using me as the example here, but I hope you guys know I'm talking about all of you. But who will love me? <laughs> Not despite of the emotions that I feel or the expressions that I have or the mistakes that I make, the, the bigness of my personality, but who will love me because of it? that some of the mess is actually really beautiful because when we do compassion and connection and when we love humanity and when others around us love our humanity, they actually get to see the most vulnerable, beautiful parts of us. I'm not just looking for people who are comfortable when I say something dumb or when I hurt their feelings. I'm also looking around for the people we're all looking for the people who are really good with um, the vulnerable stuff, the mess, knowing that it's going to be messy sometimes. And that's the beautiful part of accepting, loving the humanity inside of us. Those are deep heart desires, deep heart needs that The emotions that are beautiful and raw and real and you have those people that are safe place for those things, people that are safe to do conflict, people that do healthy conflict, people that are safe for you to come to them and say, hey, you know what? What you did really hurt me. Those are the people that we so very much long for in our life. And it's a right desire. But what I'm here to tell you today is that if you've been looking outside of yourself to find those people, and those people are important, and I do have them. So those of you who are listening that you're like, hey, I thought I was that person for you. You you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm using myself as an anecdote for all of us. But those people in your life are so critical. We need that tribe. We need that community. But I myself was not a safe place for myself. I actually wasn't okay with my own mess. I had shamed my own mess and my own humanity so much. I had tried to beat my own humanity out of me so much (laughs) that I wasn't a safe place for myself. 
I had a lot of shame when I had a big emotion. I beat myself up when I made a mistake. I didn't do well with conflict, even my own internal conflict. I didn't do good with boundaries and I wasn't a safe place for myself. And so guess what? Ding, ding, ding. I can't expect anyone else to be a safe place for me either. So then the journey of me getting okay with my humanity, getting good with conflict, Getting good with mess and emotions actually has to start with me. I have to be okay with my mistakes. When I mess up, I have to be. I'm the first one on the scene, you guys. I'm the first responder. (laughs) I have to be the one that's available and able to say, hey, you made a mistake. You're human that sounds really scary. When you did that, you felt like no one would understand you. But I'm here and I see you and it's okay. Yeah, I I am talking to myself here and I'm not crazy. I haven't lost it. I'm just showing you that here's the deal. If Jesus is the most compassionate person on the planet, if he's the most compassionate person I've ever met and I want to become like him, he's the most compassionate person to me. I also need to be the most compassionate person to me. Right there in the middle of my mistake, of my ugly, of my grossness, of my outburst, of my emotion, I get to say, I get to be the first responder. And like Jesus, I get to say, hey, you're okay. I'm here. You felt really scared. You got really angry just now. And that felt like a really big emotion. And that was hard for you. Let's figure out what's going on there. That's what I would do to someone else. But if I can't do that for myself, I cannot expect anyone around me to do that for me either. Because here's a fun spiritual truth. Whether you know it or not, you're projecting and you're telling other people how to treat you. And the beautiful thing is, if you get really good at being okay with your own humanity and loving your humanity and being the safest place for you, then if there's not anyone on the outside that's safe, if there's not anyone outside of you who's okay with who you are and okay with your mess and okay with your conflict, it's okay. It's not ideal because we were created for community, but it's okay because you're really content with yourself. You're not desperately seeking it from others. We've got to get really good at compassion for ourselves, because we can't do it for others if we can't do it for us. See, it works both ways. I have to get comfortable with my humanity before I can expect anyone else to be comfortable with my humanity. But the flip side is true. If I hate my own humanity, if I've shamed myself for mistakes, if I've shut my own self down when I make a mistake or a mess or say something dumb, if I'm an unsafe environment for my own emotions, for my stress, for overwhelm, for mistakes, for conflict... If I'm not a safe place for my stuff, I cannot be a safe place for anyone else's stuff either. So what winds up happening is my giant ball of shame and the ridiculous perfection standard to which I hold myself will become the standard to which I hold everyone else. Let me say that again. 
the measuring stick that you're using against yourself will be the same measuring stick you use against everyone else. Now, you might think that's not true. I'm way harder on myself than I am on anyone else. And and truth be told, that's probably true um, because you feel it way more because, like I said, you're the first responder. It may feel like you're harder on yourself than you are on others because you beat yourself up in your head so much that you hear it all the time. You're the first one on the scene to go, oh, you blew it. Oh, you screwed up. Oh, my gosh. Cannot believe you have this emotion. Cannot believe you're feeling this way, right? But when someone else makes a mistake, you might not beat them up. You might just decide they're um, not safe and you shut them down. When someone else makes a mistake, you just can't have grace for it. You might say, oh, that's fine. It's okay. Because you wouldn't verbally berate them out loud the way that you do to yourself in your head. You wouldn't hold them to the same standard that you hold yourself externally. But on the inside, you're not a safe place for people to make mistakes because you're not a safe place for yourself to make mistakes. I'm not talking about creating boundaries for people that are unhealthy or dysfunctional or relationships that are um, damaging. I'm not talking about that. What I am talking about is when a friend uh, does something hurtful and you decide to push them to arm's length away because that mistake is too big for you to look at because your own mistakes are too big for you to look at. It's a harsh reality, but it's true. And when we can do the work to be okay with our own mess and our own mistakes and to get really good at conflict and to get really good at saying, hey, I messed up. Hey, I need somebody to talk to. Hey, this emotion um, is happening inside of me. Here's what's happening inside of me. When we can do that work to be okay with our mess and our mistakes, it begins to spread. You know, when Jesus told us in the garden to keep the place of encounter beautiful, That was the first mandate in the garden. Keep the place of encounter beautiful. Tend the garden. When we tend that garden and we keep it beautiful, it's like what happens in a real garden. (laughs) Cross-pollination begins to take place. (laughs) When I take care of my one square foot of beautiful, lush flowers, they begin to spread. The health of my soil begins to impact the soil beside me. The garden beds next to me are reaping the benefit. I've drawn all of the bees and the butterflies to my garden, and now they're pollinating and benefiting all the people around me. If I can tend my own garden, the ecosystem around me is going to start lining up with the one that's inside of me. (laughs) This is why we talk about being ambassadors of heaven about bringing the ecosystem of heaven to earth. When it lines up with heaven, heaven starts populating outside of you. You actually get to teach people how to treat you based on how you treat yourself. And then you also get to be a safe place for mistakes and humanity because you've learned how to do that for yourself. And your culture and your ecosystem grows around you. And people are safe with you. And people open up with you. And you're able to be good with conflict and good with messy and good with grief and good in the trenches and good in the raw and in the real and in the vulnerable. And if you're looking around right now and you're going, hey, nobody is safe for me. Nobody is safe for my mess, my emotions. You guys, listen, I'm telling you my own story. I I used to really look around and say, where are the people who are okay with who I am on the inside? I created that own problem because I was not a safe place for myself. Do you hear that? 
if you're that person and you're looking around going, where are the safe people? You better look in the mirror first. It's a real journey. It's a real process. There's grace for it. And again, it's been like the past two years as everything has been the past two years (laughs) of me getting really good with my mistakes. Even when, hear me, even when someone else is not okay with my mistakes, even when I make a mistake and someone else is very externally showing me that I, I'm deserving of punishment because of the mistake that I made. And well, we'll save punishment for a whole other episode or 12. But if they're showing me that the mistake that I made is worth punishment, is punishable, and that I'm not safe with them, even when that happens, even when conflict is not safe, I have learned how to not partner with shame for the mistake that I made. Even if somebody outside of me is shaming me for the mistake that I made, I won't partner with shame. I won't partner with unhealthy conflict. And that has taken a really long time. And now that I truthfully getting okay with it inside of me, that ecosystem is going to grow. And I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the fruit that I've been looking for for so long. And people beside me are feeling safer. They're learning how to do healthy conflict. They're learning how to break up with shame and with fear because my garden is really beautiful and their soil is reaping the benefit of the work that I've done to be good with me and with my humanity. And remember, you guys, it all comes back to having access to the compassion and the power of Jesus when we get okay with our stuff and our mess and we're real, and we can look right at it, we get divine connection to all of his compassion in the middle of it. And then all of his resources, all of heaven's resources, empower us to grow out of it. All right. How was that? You feel good? I feel great. I love this episode. (laughs) This is some of my favorite stuff. So I hope it was impactful for you today. I would love to hear from you. And hey, a lot of what we talked about today is some of the stuff that I dive into with my clients. When I'm consulting with someone or coaching someone, a lot of the work is internal work to produce the external fruit that you want to see in your life. So If you're interested in learning about coaching or consulting, or if you think a friend of yours would really benefit from coaching or or even from this episode, share the episode and then hop on over to my website. It's just my first name, last name.com. So daniellesteinspring.com. And I would love to connect with you for a discovery session, a free discovery session. All right. Have an awesome day, you guys. I think you're great. And I look forward to chatting with you next week on the Hey There podcast.